just a note on the door. Hey, when uh, doors unlocked, nothing's in but, here. But then that would help. That would make it easier to steal the car because isn't who knows how to steal a car anymore? Oh, them Kias, them Kias are getting <laughs> stolen. It's actually one of the more easier cars to to steal. Um, they're uh, they're looking for guns. They're breaking into cars. They're not really interested in your junk. It's just a boosted gun. What's the, there's a street value on that. Anything else might be a little more challenging. It might get them caught, right? Especially because this incident was all over the neighborhood Facebook group. Um, Definitely shared that it was like a big area of this little town. It wasn't just my street. There's a couple other people on the street. Uh, I was taking the dog out on a walk, and I saw some more broken glass around the neighborhood. So, big time breaking in. They, they had like an evening of it. It yeah. wasn't just a, a crime of passion in a way, where they just, they're walking on the street. They're just like, you know what? Fuck this car. Let's see what's inside. Right? It was, let's do this for three or four hours straight. I'm sure we'll find something interesting. I think it was a, maybe a scouted attempt or maybe um it was just our neighborhood's time to be to be boosted i'm sorry to hear that so i think it's i i would imagine because i've never had a car window broken uh here in boca raton florida but um it's a very annoying more than anything well they say that your question with um, the sanctity of your castle and to be attacked at home, um, that really hits you in, in the um, the part of your mind that makes you feel comfortable. And and then when your domicile is threatened, then you only then you only have one chance: an armament, yeah, um, a full, uh, you could say, basement of weapons, cameras. <laughs> hundreds of millions of lumens around <laughs> your house lighting up your compound bricked walls it's a war zone out there well folks uh thank you for joining us we're catching up on the positives in ryan's life my victimness my victimhoodness <laughs> i'm a, i'm a victim of uh a burglary uh that didn't take anything but my dignity my window was smashed in for the second time since I've lived here, uh, the last um, June sixteenth or so, so just on the just over the year anniversary of the last time that my window was broken into upon in my car, where they didn't take anything because I don't own any guns. Um, uh, now I will own a gun. I will own a gun that will fire as soon as my window breaks. <laughs> Listener, if you know you know how to do that, like any Python programming or java or css code that could help me with that maybe you could pull from the battery every time i think of ryan i think of a guy who's just good with his hands able to make things from nothing i think you could set up a, a system of home alone style traps around your property you're not going to rig up c4 in your front yard you're not going to go buy a claymore and set that up. I hear the U.S. is selling cluster bombs at on the cheap. 
And sometimes <laughs> the thing about a cluster bomb is when those are deployed, all the little baby bombs out of the mama bomb, they hit the, they hit the ground and they sometimes don't go off. They're actually tested <laughs> in the American West on hard, arid soil, which would create uh, a, a bigger impact. Um, so, you know, I woke up in the morning around noon and I'm going on my way to get tacos. It's my day off and to try Ooh. to enjoy myself. And then that's when I see the a police officer two doors down, neighbors outside talking. And then I go to open my car door and I see the damage. And then I just I want to turn into like a Hulk and just go smash through um, everything and just say nothing's fair. Everyone's if my window's broken, everyone's window should be broken. I don't want. <laughs> are we are we not are we not defunding the police well enough or do we need to fund them more? <laughs> Do I, am I now back the blue because I think I want, do I want cops to do more or what, what, what kind of negotiations could we create to get the police to solve this as a problem, as a citywide issue? <sighs> America has always been about taking the situation into your own hands. This is not a country of reliance on the government. The, the country was specifically established to create self-reliance. So I feel like you have to take justice and matters into your own hands here. Somewhere in between home loan style goof traps, like a toaster drops on the guy's head when he opens your, when he tries to walk your, near a car door or an explosive device. Somewhere in between there, I feel is the answer. So I, I take a step back from the anger because anger is not going to get me anywhere. I've tried that. I think to myself, okay, just trying to think of the bright side of this. Now, everyone that you see in your life, you can tell them how wrong you've been this week. Mm. This week, of course, today, July 27th, Thursday, folks were coming at you. Guaranteed to be maybe the worst episode we've ever done. I'm sad. I'm blue. I've been... uh property damaged upon i have no recourse for this but to just take it and for that i will be a crabby character that will be emotionally needy and draining to the people around me including <laughs> including you listeners uh but we welcome welcome you back to the show we thank you so much for tuning in on our episodes we like to get out um a couple times a year we're coming at you here with what is this episode three on the year half over halfway through the year <laughs> we've given folks we've given everything that we can we live very very draining lives and the energy needed to broadcast these shows takes a lot from us but god damn it we're drawn back because we love it here we love it on uh, the airwaves of the Garbage Juice Podcast Radio Network. Since our last recording, um, I've been a busy little bee doing my stagehand thing, working with the the local here in, in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. Um, loaded in a musical theater uh, production of The Wizard off Broadway. Oh, wow. Wicked. 
I call it wizard. It's wicked is what it's called. And so I guess, I guess it's something I've seen to it. do. You, I've you've seen done it. it. You've done the wicked. I saw it in New York. Wow. How'd you, what'd you think? I thought it was really good. I thought it was very entertaining. It looked like it'd be sweet to go see. Um, and then after that, the beginning of July, Matchbox 20. Ooh. Um, the uh, premiere. This is where you cut in. Uh, what is it? What's the song? Did it... Is that Matchbox 20 or, or someone else? They did a Matchbox 20 song in Barbie, and it was it was so good. It was so fitting. But Matchbox 20, the whitest fan group audience that I've worked to date. Uh, very, <laughs> very much... <laughs> Very much mom coded, but very much white coded music. It's mom core. Um, everyone's oh, yeah. mom was there. Um, 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, that song. It always did when it's raining. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah they that, got... That's Matchbox 20. They oh, got... man. That's like the music you hear when you're sitting at a super cuts about to get your hair done. This is a song that you're listening to on your way to maybe uh, go uh, to the department store to pick up school supplies with your mom. So, so not a lot of diversity at the Matchbox 20 concert, right? They don't need it. Um, they... <laughs> Rob Thomas and the beautiful boys of Matchbox 20. And I, I, I do have to say that I, I didn't know specifically what to expect. I didn't know, um, you know, your a friend brings up Matchbox 20. I'm not I'm not jumping on my computer and logging into Ticketmaster right away to get to, to cop that. <laughs> no one's calling you, bro. Matchbox 20 is coming. But as a performance, they rocked it. They brought the noise and the energy. The, the vibe was right. And um, they made me a fan. So the next time that they come through, I recommend it. Listener, if you're in a city that is on the path of the Matchbox Tour, Matchbox 2020, Matchbox 2023 tour. There it is. <laughs> if you're on path, if you're on path for that tour, go check it out. Bring a date. Y'all are gonna have fun. Bring bring your friend Connor and uh Kaylee. <laughs> uh, bring bring your <laughs> Connor and Haley. A a Aiden. Um, bring bring those bring those people. Aiden and Mackenzie, make sure they're there. Well, tickets will be cheap. Tickets, there's no way tickets are expensive to that. Matchbox Twenty, the Grammy winning Matchbox <laughs> Matchbox Twenty, they're the best. No, tickets are probably uh, expensive. Maybe not T Swift expensive, but they're going to be expensive. No, T Swift T Swift is. Uh, I, hey. I think. I think. So if we can go off on a tangent real fast, I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift is a psyop. Okay, let's let's go cook, homie. Let's get it. It doesn't. I'm, I, there has to be some reason. Let me step back a second. I find myself a rational individual. In fact, I may consider myself smarter than the average person by a few points. I've seen you do that. <laughs> you are. Well, yeah, you are. I think I think I can figure out most things, even things I don't agree with. You know, I can find some rationale. I can always bring myself to understand a situation. Taylor Swift. I cannot understand for the life of me. 
And that leads me to believe that it's it's a controlled op. Like it, it's not a naturally occurring phenomenon. It doesn't feel natural to me. I can't explain it via, via the laws of nature why someone would pay $2,000 to go see Taylor Swift in a stadium in the middle of summer. I don't understand this. I don't think it's real. Like, I know it's real, but there must be something the government's trying to do here that I, I'm not connect. There, there, I got all the dots lined up on the board. I just don't have the red string to pull them together. Maybe you can help me, Ryan. Okay. Well, first, um, do you have a motive? Have you have you worked through what what the reasoning would be? Where would the Project Errors tour CIA blacked out documents to? <laughs> no, 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 no. Taylor Swift definitely is a CIA agent. Th- this is without a doubt. Agent of the deep state, a black hat not a white hat there's no doubt in my mind that she works for the cia there must be some subliminal messaging that creates a control mechanism over women in a sense like get a boyfriend and work your job and don't create any concept or don't get a boyfriend don't get don't have a boyfriend yeah yeah sorry never mind don't have a boyfriend be single forever get a job contribute to the economy produce no offspring have money for more Taylor Swift music. Have money for more Taylor Swift music. I'm not being, I'm not able to piece it together. We don't it's, have an I, end game yet, folks. We're working on this one. We'll be in the lab all summer long at our. It must be subliminal. It must be subliminal. Like some, like a dog whistle for females? Yeah. Yes. To put them on some course of action, some level of societal control. I was on a boat for work and there's this woman there having conversation she starts talking about taylor swift that she's so excited to go to the taylor swift concert this is immediately i can tell i don't like this person unfortunately (laughs) and i'm like hey yeah that's interesting how aren't her tickets like two thousand dollars a piece She's like, yeah, usually, but we are, we got them, we got them face value. They're only $400 each. Per ticket. Per ticket. Per ticket. Wow. And that was at steel. That was face value. Are you paying $400 for any ticket? Maybe the uh, Stanley Cup final, I would consider it because I'm a big, because I'm a big hockey fan. And 400 bucks. Possibly you're only getting the Stanley Cup final for a couple week window out of the year. Taylor Swift, you could theoretically see any time of the year. Most people will never go to it. I I mean, I would consider it, but it'd still be very hard for me to do. In fact, I had the opportunity to do that because they had the Stanley Cup final in Florida. And I didn't pull the trigger on it because it was a lot of money. It's a lot of money to do that. Um. It doesn't make sense to me. So it mu- there must be some level of government manipulation on society, some deep state program 
as a method of control or to move people in a certain direction societally so that the world so so Klaus Schwab <laughs> Klaus Schwab fuck you Klaus Schwab and the new world order can put us into our pods and feed us bugs and and what's going to happen is they're going to Taylor Swift is going to move to space okay she's going to live in space she's going to be in space but we're going to be stuck on earth like that's her part of the bargain they're like li- listen Taylor you're you know you obviously you're in on the deal so if you go out there and you pretend and play all these songs and like live this ridiculous life, we'll send you'll live in space when we gas the remaining population. Make you know, with the with the pesticides, the stuff that makes the frogs gay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sterilizing all of us down here on Earth, especially um, closer to sea level lands um, and the climates and uh regions nearest to the equator what do you think about that do you think i'm onto something oh uh, i know you're onto something actually i i think you're 100 percent right i think there's still some baking left to do in game to space but why because in like 30 years space is going to be the place to live no one's going to want to live on this planet because Earth is gone. Earth is... Look, yeah, they got to worry about their cars getting broken in. They got people climbing all over the walls into their compound. In space, it's really hard to get to space. You can live pretty nicely. Haven't you seen like Elysium where all the rich people live in space with all the medicine? I just de- makes sense. I deserve to be in space. <laughs> I've been working so hard. I am punished. What am I... <laughs> What is there? What's happening to our God when um, a hardworking, honest, caring, uh, charismatic, slightly above average, handsome man in his um, young man like myself? Right. Great uh, skin, by the way. A young, older man who's being out in the sun working with great complexion still maintaining that refusing to use sunscreen as the way that god has said in the bible why am why am i being broken into you know what are the what is happening with all of this yeah i don't want to be here earthbound if earth if this planet is going to be um uh, so nasty very 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 nasty but I give this to you, Lee, and to our listeners. I will not let it bring me down. I <laughs> give you this promise. You, you've been so strong so far today. I have been so strong today. <laughs> all on the bat, all on the heels of my partner's birthday month. Do you know how hard it that is oh. to, to be in a relationship with the astrological sign Leo? Listener, do you know? Do you know? Do we? Has anyone out there fully grasped the challenges of doing this? And yet, here I am. I'm sitting before you. We're recording. Uh, we're talking about the hottest theories and end games and gossip, uh, politics, and general vibe 
information. We're giving news in, in the hippest and smoothest uh, methods of delivery. I will be here recording just as much as if I was on my well-deserved yacht in the Mediterranean right now doing the Europe vacation. I deserve, that's what I should be doing. I should be doing that, but I'm not. I'm here right now, literally underground. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I can, I will give you this. I give you my word. We will give out easily three more episodes before the end of this year. Because you will not will not be will not slack. We shall not shirk our responsibilities. And we we'll deliver. We I I give you that. Oh, where's my bond? Speaking about space, can we talk about UAPs? I went down the UAP train hard today. Did you see the hearing? Unidentified alien prostate? they found what appears to be the inside of the pelvic bone in the spacecraft i you know what i've tangentially heard um the news so i haven't i haven't done any of my own research as we recommend that all of our listeners do do your own research i went down the rabbit hole for about 45 minutes d-y-o-r d-o-r do your own own research. D or we'll get that as one of the hashtags for the for the media conglomerate that is Garbage Juice Podcast Industries. It's already going on a T-shirt, a mug, keychain. There you go. Yeah, yeah. People have been trying to tell you for the past seven years that doing your own research will be problematic. I do not listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about. We here at the show support doing your own research. Hashtag Dior. So. There was a hearing on Capitol Hill. A bunch of uh, the House of Representatives convened a hearing to listen to a government whistleblower. Someone who is embedded within the deep state. Speaking of the deep state, he was an Air Force intelligence officer embedded in a bunch of organizations that are just a bunch of letters. Hmm. Mm-hmm. DARPA. Yeah, one of those. And uh, his job was to investigate certain programs where they're investigating UAPs or UFOs. And he started finding out that uh, the U.S. government is in possession of alien craft and what he called in the hearing, quote unquote, biologics, non-human biologics. Maybe he meant like dogs have started flying things around, but I doubt it. Well, animals are up in space though, right? (laughs) Didn't, didn't uh, the Ruskies? Maybe one of them crash landed. uh, Haven't, haven't um, the few flying space bound nations sent animals? Whoever sent chimps? Or is that just movies and television? It's hard to know what to think anymore, Ryan. If they've it's hard sent, to know what to think. If they've sent other animals up there, are, is stuff coming back down? <laughs> is it is it in orbit and also in our orbit, so collision bound at some point? 
Like satellites? it's just a dog and a frozen satellite. They sent a dog up 60 years ago. The Russians sent, you know, the Russians sent a few dogs up. Yeah. And then right? the things collide after 50 years and they fall to the earth. Yeah. It's like a comet of dog. Is it like also like simultaneously below absolute zero and above 100,000 degrees in space with no atmosphere? I don't know what happens. Uh, we do know what happens deep underwater. Uh, everyone check out um, our submersible episode from last month and you get get all the details about what happens under pressure, atmospheric pressure underwater. When was that? Because uh, that was our last recording. That was June 25th ish. Oh, okay. So only a month ago. Right. We're on a great pace. Yeah, like a 12-minute mile pace. <laughs> We're basically walking. That's We're on a that's healthy. Rapid right? pace of content creation. That's a healthy pace. You don't have to go fast. You can do 12-minute miles and still be a healthy adult. Fair. Because that would be my time. I have no doubt. You should get money from the government if you can run a sub-six-minute mile. To do what? To do like in, for uh, what reason? Uh, to buy Taco Bell with anything you want. You should just get money. Like the government should literally try to like get people to do stuff like that. Mm. What if it's called incentive, right? What's our incentive now? We have none. That's why we're looking to jump on board with Taylor Swift and go to fucking space, go to Mars. Out to Jupiter, whatever's hospitable. Unidentified alien prostate. They're out there. This guy, this guy is in a Senate hearing. They're asking him, like, have you found aliens, basically? And he's like, Yeah, some people told me we did. It's it, I'm some I'm paraphrasing, but what this this naval intelligence officer or Air Force intelligence officer that's been in the Air Force his whole life, military career guy in the intelligence deep state. Coming into Capitol Hill and talking to House of Representatives saying, yeah, we a guy told me and I maybe have seen pictures and maybe can tell you where this stuff is that we have a bunch of crashed alien craft and biological material. This is the first time ever that this is happening. You understand that, right? Like, What's OK? Where um, like I'm hearing this and I'm freaking out, you know, I'm hearing it and I'm thinking wow what the so it's it's gotta be something from another planet or something from a different civilization another dimension a different dimension no doubt my mind alex jones is always talking about the multi-dimensional what are they elves demons oh shit that's the stuff people want to hear about that's that's what's going to get us uh to record more Right. Well, Juice Boy theory, Juice Boy American mythology. And um what what is our jam? <laughs> what is our government hiding from us? We know that they're not releasing so much. But as as a 59-year-old American, I've seen too many administrations come through and lie to us. I've seen um a lot of promises never fulfilled um, by our elected officials and by our uh, representatives, uh, our elected masses, our aging, decrepit um, 
uh, mass uh, minority number of uh, majority control. But I don't buy it. I need to see more. I need to see. I'm with you. I need to see videos. uh, Because here's here's a complex thing. If they need the funding for Space Force, they're already doing it. What's stopping them? They don't need our consent. It's like to put, just... mo- to put more money in the defense budget. They just this, they yeah. just do it. That yeah. what do they care what the public thinks? It's performative. It's performance theater. You know, it's like the the yard sign. In this house, we believe science is love, is life, and, lo- and, and equality. It's performance theater. It's performative. It's an act. Like they're just going through motions of dropping. Oh, uh, uh, here we have a radio, video, uh, audio of um, a pilot uh, describing aliens as they've seen nothing like that on their radar ever before. It must be aliens. And we watch a video. And it's like dots on a on a radar <laughs> screen. It's like, all right, it's it's a game of pong. Remember yeah. pong? Yeah. <laughs> Living in uh, Louisville years ago, uh, my brother was my roommate. We were in this just shithole uh, little duplex. It was awesome. It was in uh, Butchertown. It, so the whole place, like three days of the week, just smells like rotting flesh from the hog slaughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's an amazing thing that everyone is just used to. And so it's not a thing. It's uh, It's incredible. Where is this? Uh, downtown Louisville, the like the newest gentrified neighborhood of Louisville, because at that time we got there like right before that you know a lot of you know mid-sized city of America is now a thing of like, in this warehouse is now turned into uh, apartment living and condos, and this one here is now turned into a brewery. They do the same thing in every city, every mid-sized mm. city. It's been it's been a huge thing since two thousand seven or whatever. But there was one of those um, lantern release things near downtown where everyone was uh, lighting a candle that uh, fills up like a little Ah. hot air balloon, like a mini. Right. So it's a lantern. They do Uh, stuff ceremonially, like in honor of people. So that was happening blocks away. (laughs) And he's looking out the window one night. He goes, dude. I've told you this my whole life, but here it is. Evidence of aliens. Come check this out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I think my friend was over as well. And we were looking out. I was like, dude, this is pretty cool. But I'm sorry to believe in aliens. I need more proof of aliens. There's so many fucking cameras out there. And it was just like s- people. They have their phones and they have cameras. And it's been a long time now. It's just 10 years. It's cameras easily with great great capacity to film just sorry i need i need a little bit more to buy into it to give it the um the juice boy stamp of approval to pass this bill and house uh juice boy this thing's gonna get need to get a little bit more votes i'm i'm with you 
obviously like the department of defense the pentagon all the agencies are coming out and saying there's no proof of aliens this is all ridiculous that that like don't look over here guys nothing to see nothing don't nothing going on yeah don't look over here yeah uh, I, I, I i i think the truth is always somewhere conveniently in the middle the truth is always conveniently in the middle that there's certain how do i say things that the aerospace industry could be doing the defense uh contractors could be doing the uh, military industrial complex could be doing that seems to people like fucking magic but it's just us fucking around it's possible because everyone's like, oh, we don't have this type of technology. Nothing like this could exist. How do you fucking know? We don't You're know. a pilot. Yeah. How do you know? And also, you're a pilot, so you got to be partially insane. You got to have gone through the military. You have to have had a shit ton of flying hours. You have to have good eyesight to a certain point, right? Yeah. What do they know? You're just a rare specimen. It was interesting of its uniqueness in history. It's the first time that someone has come into Washington in a public hearing and talked with representatives about aliens. That he's seen them. He talked to the guy who talked to the guy who's seen them. And it's in the government. We've been taking. We, apparently, we've we've had dark programs collecting alien crap and specimen for eighty years, and no one's ever snitched until this guy. I don't buy it. <laughs> if you can count on one thing, you can count on people snitching. That's why we. That's why we love movies and TV because we get to see what happens when sometimes, sometimes Someone people snitches. don't. No, we get to see what happens. When people don't snitch, people be talking. It's ah. it's hard to keep secrets, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get these highly advanced plots with all the twists and turns of um, betrayal based on secret keeping, which is an amazing pastime. Humans from the dawn of time have always enjoyed keeping secrets, but we can't. It's too hard. It's it's like. Uh, it's you know it's it's all you want to talk about. It's too good. You got to tell somebody. I feel like it'd be hundred percent possible, hundred percent likely. But, but then I think, I think of someone like Snowden. Somebody snitching. I think of someone like Snowden. Snowden was like the is like the this this biggest snitch in the top in the last hundred years. He came out and he was like, "Hey, the government is spying on you." Every fucking phone call, every text message, every goddamn thing you say and do, the government's watching. And I, I know it because I was involved. Now, that I mean, am I sum- based on your uh, knowledge of the situation, am I summarizing it correctly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You cannot go against the grain at high levels. And what have we seen from certain politicians that... Um, can just get away with murder almost and some that can't 
I'm comparing Snowden to this situation because I'd so they've been doing it for like 20 years. They've been doing it since they had the tech to do it, and no one snitched. Not one person came out and said, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't be like recording all these Americans' conversations illegally, right? Maybe we shouldn't be collecting the alien craft and keeping it in a hangar for 50 years." Like there is some plausibility to that, and the fact that. Very few people from the government, from the deep state, from the swamp, come forward and really say like, hey, there's some fucking crazy shit going on back here. And none of you know about it. None of you know about it. And you'll never know about it. There's a few. There's very few people who come out and do that. To, to make a counterpoint. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, to have um, courageous honesty to step forward. Well, we want to see that. That's like um, a story that everyone wants to hear. Being courageously honest about uh, something this massive, uh, the average individual would never be in the situation to like spill the tea like this, to um, broadcast a fucking announcement of such uh, epic proportions. This is massive. This is huge news. So it'd be an awesome story. We would all love it. I would. It would be, um, you know, a feel-good story yeah this would be perfect it's too good though to uh, it's uh, maybe not too good but it, it's not it doesn't line up for me um we want to see it but i don't yeah i don't know um I, i'm not sold i need i need more from this um spilling the tea on government cover or, or government uh related activity well we saw if you look back to kennedy right jfk yeah he was someone going against the current yeah of, of what these multiple letter agencies were trying to move forward with and he's lived a great long life. Thank God. They, yes, our our um, our agencies love protecting people that like uh, you know uh, going ag against um, the vibes of our <laughs> of our a, most. It's the most hipster way. He was just not with the vibe. <laughs> the yeah, JFK went against the vibes of the moment for our criminal lords of the time. So, um, you know, watch your fucking skull person that is <laughs> being a, a whistleblower. He He's going to get the polonium yeah. treatment. You know what they did? The Russians did to, uh, what was it? One of the, some guy in Britain, they stabbed them with an umbrella. It had like some uh, uranium in it or something, mm. caused them to basically uh, decay. It was supposed to be the perfect crime. The victim, Alexander Litvinenko, a Russian dissident, former Secret Service agent, and relentless critic of Vladimir Putin. The alleged murderers, Dmitry Kovtun and Andrei Lugovoy, also former Russian Secret Service agents, then working as private investigators in Russia and Europe. The attack would take place November 1st, 2006 at the Millennium Hotel on Grosvenor Square in London. In the reception area, there is a security camera that records images 24 hours a day. 
That camera recorded these recently released videos of the alleged killers, Lugavoy and Kovtu, at the reception desk on November 1st. The two men entered the pine bar off the hotel lobby at about 3.20 p.m. They ordered three cups of tea, and also a couple of gin and tonics. The evidence shows that they poured two cups of tea for themselves, then added poison into the teapot, a small amount of highly radioactive polonium-210. A security camera caught this image of Andre Lukavoy at 3.33 on his way to the washroom. Notice his left hand is concealed in his jacket pocket. Kovtun took his turn at 3.48. One or both of them left traces of radioactivity on the door as they entered the washroom, and then again as they washed their hands and used the hand dryer. Meanwhile, Alexander Litvinenko was making his way to the hotel. This security camera photo shows him coming up the street at 3.44 p.m. He entered the hotel lobby at precisely 4 o'clock, his image recorded by the reception desk camera. Litvinenko later told police that he only took two or three sips of the tea, which he found tasted quite bitter. Weeks later, police would discover a high amount of radiation contamination in the teapot, especially concentrated in the spout. Polonium is a slow-acting but deadly poison. Litvinenko would not feel the effects on the drive home. He became violently ill shortly after midnight that night, but would suffer 23 days of agony in hospital before he finally died. He identified Lugovoy, Kovtun, and others who might have poisoned him, but made clear in this police interview that only one man in Russia was ultimately to blame. Having knowledge of the system, I know that this order about such a killing of a citizen of another country on its territory, especially if it's something to do with Great Britain, could have been given only by one person. Would you like to tell us who that person is? That person is the president of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin. Alexander Litvinenko died at 9.21 p.m. on November 23, 2006. Ugh. Jesus Christ. You never heard about that? It was like That's Putin wanted this guy gone. Okay, so um, JFK's attempting to speak out. And we've seen every president since then basically comply. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. They don't know about this shit, though. I'm saying if this is real, they don't know about it. They're not going to the presidents and telling them shit. There's no fucking way. They don't have any. You think they care who gets elected? These people that work in these agencies. Do you think they care? You can imagine a scenario where they are in some ways autonomous. They they can work uh, um, separate. They can operate without having the levers of who's in office. They might not have the sway, but it's going to um, be their way or the highway. They're going to go with. you know, whatever uh, mission or project that they're working on and the elected official or the representative body, whatever it is, is going to have to adhere to them. And if they don't, that will then take a problematic turn. And then sure, um, people will get assassinated. People will be found in the jungle. Donald Trump, everyone really, I, I really like the messaging of drain the swamp. I think it resonated with a lot of people. No matter what their political leanings were. Yeah, that was great. I think that was a great slogan, right? Yeah. That dude didn't take a fucking drop of water with him when he left. There's nothing. You, there's he nothing you can do. He, yeah. 
There's nothing you can do. There, there really is nothing to be done by a president. The only way to do it is to have like an FDR situation where he has a long time. Oh, yeah. Because it, it was more than just like a two-term thing. He was president for like 40 fucking years. <laughs> yeah. So this this is multiple. It's the only way to do it. Um, Because it's like impossible to have any project that's greater than one's time and place. Mm-hmm. Like you could have a Reagan, but if there's nothing in the works, right? If there's no... um. I guess you could say like Obama was like a neo Bill Clinton. But if there's no like lasting massive state back project, well, you know, it, it because you could do it in it happens in China because they can just be the the president king forever, their whole life, right? This is mm. it's just gonna take time to any type of massive uh, policy uh, administration of policy that will do anything effective right he can't drain the swamp if he only gets four years and then is off for four years and then comes back four years he can't drain the swamp he needs to he needs to have like a good 16 years in there to make any and yeah it's just like why we you know shit sucks we just want to go to space it's <laughs> like why you know fuck we can't can't do it in america if i'm taylor swift i'm going to space I guess we could do it in another country, but I just want to go to space, man. What are the aliens doing out there? How are these aliens coming? Well, apparently they're not very good at flying their fucking UFOs around. They're crashing all (laughs) over the place. (laughs) (laughs) A planet of dogs that just discovered space travel. That would be great news. Uh, that would be highly entertaining. <laughs> we'd get we'd get uh, material uh, from that for months. <laughs> the re- UFO rabbit hole you can go down on Twitter and YouTube is just unending. But there's great unending. comments. Great comments online. I've I've enjoyed using Twitter since Elon Musk has bought it. I've really enjoyed. Oh, sorry, X. I've really enjoyed X. I've been on X the whole time. I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I'm still, I'm still on it with my 16 accounts. They <laughs> they get nuked like every three days of activity, and then I got to do some fucked up test, like one of those uh, I'm human tests, but they're like complicated and yeah. they're slightly off. So the whole thing is just a, f- a fucking um, aneurysm fucking bomb in your head that makes you want to hulk out and rage punch it's just the most annoying shit but yeah i'm, I'm still on twitter x x whatever whatever who cares he's been trying to name something <laughs> x for his whole life i guess <laughs> right <laughs> who cares it is it is just a lot more like a carnival it used to kind of be like what a mall was like <laughs> but now it just feels like i'm scrolling through like a flea market and I can still find <laughs> deals. I can still get the the dopamine <clears throat> rush of the articles and the interaction. It's, it's like it's the thing that most people are on. It is like, what is Twitter? Twitter's just like um what we all wanted from the internet. It's like what everyone wanted from blogging. It's just like turning on the internet 
scrolling the channels of the internet in a way that like so is reddit yeah and a lot of other yeah but reddit isn't as cool reddit isn't as fun yeah reddit has a i don't know it's got to be bigger um, amount of um data exponentially larger the world of of reddit and like what's kept on there and uh, you know it's been around before twitter and Twitter was, you know, started off as something small, fucking 70 characters. Did you open a Threads account for us? No, no. I I completely, honestly, I forgot about the show up until about 48 <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think, uh, I did not think about that. I And, um, you know, it's just a cry for help for most people when they post that the, this is it. I'm leaving Twitter. Uh, this place is a cesspool. I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real shit show. And I <laughs> fucking love the drama. No, it's just like just the more the most direct thing that you know something else could easily come up. Uh, maybe not easily, but something could replace Twitter. It's just so convenient. No, but do I? Do I want a soulless, sanitized, controlled internet zone? Or do I want the shit show? Right, right. Because what happens like when you get like monitored? It just turns into Facebook. And then your main account is just getting shut down for anything. Anything dumb. Just the stupidest shit. Because someone got upset. Or something... I don't know Facebook. I get on Facebook and it's just advertisements of other groups. It's like none of your friends want to hear from you anymore. Here. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the fucking here's rad pizza memes. Uh, <laughs> here's epic socialist takes. want to want to look like a handsome guy buy these clothes want to are you tired of uh being bald and flaccid you take these meds (laughs) well that's what the internet is for ryan selling dick pills and uh balding treatment it's what our forefathers dreamed of why they invented the internet the internet the internet the internet internet. so we got uh we got the alien thing talked about so covered uaps we covered it i mean are they gonna show us an alien like that's that's it Right? How? Where do we go from here? Someone's got to be showing us an alien at some point in the next couple couple months. Yeah, because they could just or, be or this is a, this is this a dead shit. story. Like, who's gonna give a shit anymore? Fucking hate it. It's dumb. Going back to what I was mentioning about uh, ruling stagehand concerts that I've been working, I did a foreigner show. Oh wow! Foreigner, Atlanta area, maybe twelve percent of the population owns boats mm-hmm. but 95 percent of that population was at the foreigner show in alpharetta georgia 
This was earlier <laughs> on in July. In an electronic band, a DJ rock electronic performer and group known as Elinium. Who? Elinium. Illinium, like millennium, but it's ill. Illinium. High EPM. This is um, some elements of dubstep in this one. That show was kind of a rave pit scene as well. It's a uh, it's a lot. There's a lot of bikinis. Uh, there's a lot of um, people, guys with no shirts on. The five inch scene, real short shorts, a lot of skin in this pit. People said this is definitely what the kids are going to see and taking their party drugs at. Okay. Where do you, where do you want to go to be cool and, and like a festival and sweat your ass off and wear a bikini to a music show? I would love to see you do that. <laughs> Just get in there with a bikini, you know, into the pit. Yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of that. <laughs> After that, I did something called Sad Fest. Sad Fest? Sad Fest with some sad, sad boy bands. So is that really what it's called? A sad fest? Yeah. Or is that your just name for it? No, I think maybe <laughs> I wrote it down as sad fest. I think I think that's what it was called. Sad fest? Sad fest. S-A-D-F-E-S-T. No, you're fucking with me. Sad summer fest? Maybe. Taking back up. Sunday? Taking back Sunday, yeah. Um the sad summer festival. This is not my favorite kind of music. <laughs> Uh, um and i did another sad boy concert last night fallout boy that show was sold out tons of people there grueling heat hottest day of the year oh lots of people though (laughs) and a lot of people you know of uh, a lot of millennial fan base but more younger i saw from the crowd a lot of youth or you know, younger kids there with their young parents. If if I was thirty five and single, I would consider going to a Fall Out Boy show just because. Also a pit there, uh, but then after Sad Fest, loaded in for Fish, the illustrious oh. instrumental mega group of Fish. Fish is an interesting band, right? What's what is it? What it's a jam band? Yeah, it's one of those why, why New York so Northeast in the Northeast. Vermont. The, right? Vermont, it's, New it's Hampshire, be... upstate New York, Pennsylvania. The that's the Northeast culture, is these jam bands very much so. They go to they go to the music college in Boston, and so they become music wonks they become nerded out on music and learning how to play it and be awesome at that you know it's high culture mud music (laughs) this is uh but it's enjoyed down here in the fucking swanee and in the swamps of florida bama and it's every people love this shit but why specifically? Why fish? What happened? What did they get popular for? What was it? Not great vocalists individually. No superstar within them to start off with. But as a group, they gel together 
like a super organism. They make great music together is uh, kind of what their fans talk about. So that I can respect. Um, I'm sure that they put on an entrancing show. I'm sure that it's very entertaining to be out there. But I feel like it would take a couple hours to just melt away on some some finer meditative medicine. Uh, you get the right stuff in your system. I'm not sure what the concoction would be. I'm not I'm not sure like you're I found weed there. I found some nugs in the crowd the next day. <laughs> oh, no uh, doubt. So that so that was pretty cool. But you're on other, you know, you do like um nitrous, maybe um <laughs> maybe some party drugs, maybe some designer drugs, maybe maybe some psychedelics. Maybe that's the key there. Maybe that alone but that that crowd had to be very elder millennial uh yeah. gen x but it would it carried it carried strong through all the generations really that's just you're you're getting a strong showing from not just uh even younger even like yeah 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 because it's idealistic it's fish yeah yeah it's it's um because by the time that they're um you know by the time that you're you know online listening to music they're already a super band they were born into a world where fish is already fish and awesome we were uh, around like kind of like right, you know, they, they, they just hit it big time. But if you're younger, you, you know, you see fish on T-shirts in, in Target or something. <laughs> fish, string cheese, the string cheese incident. It's all these jam, these like yeah, yeah. jam bands. And it's, and it's play, summertime. They play at Red Rocks. And it's summertime. They played, Endeavor. They played three days in alpharetta north atlanta there so i'm sure there's people there all three days audience that's their audience yeah yeah you do have um that real southern beginnings of the uh appalachia appalachian chain Mm -hmm. of mountains i definitely like a appalachian vibe band yeah Um, they want to just you want to just chill there you know take some lsd Melt, melt into your lawn chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Fucking lawn chairin, uh, no Karen. Hashtag Dior. Kind of summer is what. Do we, your own research. Folks. Do your own research. Kind of summer. Uh, after fish, boy George. Okay, boy. What did what did the first lineup you've been? Uh, working what it from yeah you're what did like, we even start you're like the next one too fish fallout boy matchbox boy 20 george matchbox 20 foreigner millennium foreigner millennium this is like a completely different genres of music i you're unless you're working those shows you're not doing that voluntarily it's it's too much you can't love all of it it's weird that it's happening. Um, it's like it's a big enough um, metropolitan area, Atlanta and, and the surrounding suburbs, that there is also nothing else or close enough that mm. all the like so much, um, so much concert comes through here, so many shows, so many live events. But yeah, th- um, there would be no way in hell that I would be going to all these shows and and seeing all this stuff without specifically doing this gig it it is it's almost like 
you could have i think these these venues sell like a summer pass so at one point you could you know you could have in your life gone to a music festival for a couple of days and just like blasted through like 30 bands but now, or now you could if you lived around town or a big big city you could just have 20 30 different shows in a summertime where you could see each group one at a time no other time in my life have i seen this many artists besides being at a music festival back at the time back when i in my younger years i would go see music often but it's cool seeing music it's awesome it's a great experience every time that i get i'm like you know at that point in the day where the day is almost over and the show's about to wrap up i'm like well this is cool people are having a good time and they're vibing and it's uh you know what these artists you know they're not slacking but you can't you can't like it all you can't like it all no but i i can be respectful to their craft from one from artist to artist right i can appreciate them so when you're working one of these gigs i'm i'm ignorant i i don't really know because i've never worked one of these gigs before but when you show up i mean you're doing like lighting you're doing security you're doing stage setup whatever you're doing not not really security as a as a stage hand we don't have to do any of that it's all contracted no no bodying people it's all contracted out by live nation and this mm -hmm. is a real unique thing too and i've been working on um some theories and i'd like to maybe dive into more of this at another time but right now live nation is like the amazon of live entertainment okay so they they've basically captured like ownership the only way for it's like a vendor that provides the artist to go through a circuit of venues you know it's not it's not an easy scenario when a hundred different parties are involved to create a project or something mm -hmm. but live nation is so massive they were they they were the one that put on that travis scott show in houston that went out of hand mm -hmm. that i guess people kids died they got trampled um people saying that travis scott was um conjuring the devil on stage <laughs> and in the crowd but essentially there wasn't enough security and they knew that it was not enough security and they're notorious for this but live nation was putting on this and it was you know it was on them uh that people lost their lives they're gonna like control this flow as music and live entertainment is coming back to life from the covid times but they're like the biggest game around for providing the venue and everything else surrounding uh, live shows. So I guess they you could buy tickets directly through Live Nation or you could buy tickets through other parties or whatever. But if you're an artist, 
and you're looking to go on tour, your people, your agents or whatever, you know, they're coordinating with Live Nation. It's like its own like economy. And there's like dozens of different entities that are there crawling around the premises all day long to set up a show. And it's uh it's a lot of coordination needed. And it's often just pure chaos. It's just <laughs> like it's just pure chaos. So you gotta have the right kind of temperament. <laughs> and I work with a lot of cool people that have been doing this for a long time. So I've been learning a lot. But this is a format I think that works pretty good. There's probably a lot of profit to turn. These tickets might not be two thousand dollars each, but be a good <laughs> amount of them. They're pretty pricey. They serve VIP sections. But as Live Nation gets bigger, it's easy to imagine that they're not going to want to pay union wages for their labor needs. But the artists, the artists help to influence the vendors and the venues by saying, we want to work with union work. Because we don't want just day laborers coming in here and dropping our trusses out of the sky mm-hmm. and blowing shit up through electrical fires <laughs> <laughs> and shit that, you know, dumping over a box of like $7,000 guitars and $47,000 <laughs> keyboards. <laughs> Whoops. We still do it. But when but the... it just the rate of it happening is less when it's someone that can, <laughs> can get provided the, the pay to have, you know, um near um proper pay for life decency are you in the union now of the the stage hands yes i'm an iotsi brother iotsi 927 <laughs> i've officially gotten in to the union i've infiltrated nice, i've infiltrated the union and i will how do you get that how do you do they have to invite you or something is that like a uh by invitation you have to be recommended and then it's a several month process of people voting on it so they have to like vouch for you basically. And so now I can um I can show up at meetings and I can tell them that we all need to be unvaccinated because <laughs> we've all been microchipped. You can just stand up like a crazy citizen and parks and rec, just taking the floor in a hearing for forty five minutes and tell them about aliens are real. And tell them that we should should be doing Taylor Swift concert and nothing but Taylor Swift concert. But joining the union isn't just showing up and signing a form. Right. It's a process. You have to honestly could have been a lot longer road in other cities and other unions. Just some areas, it's not nearly as easy. But now I'm in. So I could also. Can you do this other places? Yeah, you could get like a travel card. So I could I'll hold my card for this local, 927. And I could work other places. I could connect with other cities and other events. That would be pretty tight, being able to work other cities, right? That'd be That's really cool. Yeah, I, it is a cool thing. And there's so much about it that I'm just brand new to. And, and you get to listen to music all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty I, so wild. That was, but that was my question, right? Is like after you've uh, done, 
you've worked with the the roadies to set up the show you just get to chill and watch the show right like you're there here's the thing there's a group of people that will stay all day and um most of the time most of the people will get cut after the first uh several hours of loading in goes it starts in the morning and i'll go for four or five hours and you get paid for four or five hours and if it just takes two hours you still get paid for four hours because you show up and you'll come back at like 10 p.m for the loadout now what mm-hmm. you do in between that time you know if you're not on during that time i go home and i'll i'll take a, um, a nine hour nap and then i'll get back to work <laughs> I get no, I get back to work and um and then you load out. Um but like you're saying during the performance, right? It should show start, doors open at six, you know, openers come on, you're working all day, you help the set changes. They'll have um decks on wheels that you roll the drum set out and and then mm-hmm. you can, and then you help, you know, take that shit to the the uh small trailer that the the uh, opening band has a, a, a little tow behind trailer on a van or something. And then, and they'll, you know, leave or whatever they pack up, they'll hang around maybe, but the, the headliner, the the main act, all their stuff goes into like a 53 foot trailer for like semi truck. But you know, this, the, the opening act will just have like a few items. They're not bringing all the, the, uh, the giant, um, distribution boxes of power and and um control boards for the lighting and the, and all the sound and everything and the giant racks and stacks of speakers and trusses all that's going with the headlining act but uh, wait i heard two conflicting things maybe i'm not listening well but you said so sometimes you get cut and you just go home mm-hmm. right and you don't go to the you don't go you don't see the show like you you're, just you're not up. coming you're not coming back to work until they stop right no yeah. i know you you go home you you're not there yeah. for the show yeah but other times you're saying that you're there the whole day from setup you stay you chill yeah. and then you unpack and then you, so you're you're out there like from morning from dusk till dawn basically yeah no, even more yeah you're out there for like 17 hours so yeah i was like yes so sir. how often do you do that uh for a couple of these i've done it the more you're around the more you get offered what they call show call stay around all day and so it just you you know your pay goes up and you get overtime. So it's like something. So you are they do. paying you to be there at the show, or no? they pay you just all day? But what happens for your job is they just need people to stay around as the road crew is working all day to set up the show and put all their stuff mm-hmm. together. If something's not correct, they need to move a stage, or they need to move a truss, or they need to move a barricade, or they need to move a stack of speakers. If there's all there's like there's no like perfect formula that you're going in there it's like an architect can design a building but the contractor is going to have some adjustments to build the building to actually build the the physical set that mm-hmm. is going to be performed so they need people throughout the day sometimes stuff shows up late in different vehicles so so the amount of work that you're doing is that you're not really working all day like you you're going out to the parking lot and you're smoking weed in your vehicle <laughs> and you're getting fucking banked all day with your coworkers, and then you, that you, seems you know, really cool i'm not gonna lie it seems like a really cool gig it's like being at a festival because you're just like uh sun up but, every, to, but like every week every day like multiple yeah, times a week yeah so there's there's some benefits to it 
And it's hard work and you got to take care of yourself because it is long days. But it is it's pretty neat. Well, I mean, this this is also a good uh, I don't know what's what's better to be doing the more static local stagehand route or to be part of a road team. I was chatting about this uh, yesterday. If you wanted to make more money, going on the road would be the ticket. But I don't think I'd want to do that. Maybe in my younger years. But being away from like all the comforts of your home and just like sharing a bus when you're on the road and having to do this like sometime, do the same thing, especially if it was um, different different groups, well, uh, different uh, acts will have different trucking companies and different qualities of service like hmm. some trucks will be just stacked to the ceiling and some will just everything's just on wheels and it just rolls right out onto the dock and so there's a there's a lot of areas like cer- certain tours could be kind of cool and, and like going on the road with an artist means that you get to know the artist too and you get to see all the cool stuff of traveling and whatnot but it's a grind no doubt it, it these these motherfuckers are working and have you ever been invited to be part of one of those crews no yet? no definitely not <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you get some people do though in? you you would you would um technically you could just get invited just from being a good worker just helping them out especially like if someone goes down you know does they have a need right away stuff comes up people you know people have to like drop out and they need to be replaced. Usually there's a pipeline for all this stuff. A lot of it's just knowing the right people. But I, I would assume that guys that are in the union sometimes do road work, not the union work, right? Like they must know, yeah. they must get to know the road guys and get invited on crews when they need stuff or they're looking for someone new. Is that is that right? Yeah, Absolutely. How how much is it? Do you get like if you go on tour for with a group for the summer, you do like thirty shows or something, right? For doing a with a band, an act. I wouldn't is doubt it, like making like going on. It's um, got to be a, a good a good paycheck at the end of that. Yeah, like imagine like a five month tour could pay could be a lower middle class annual wage. Right, you could make maybe enough in five months, maybe like fifty thousand, maybe, 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 not, maybe less. But the amount ten thousand dollars a month, yeah, um, probably that would be a little higher end. But like, there's money. Like, you'd make more being on the road than being a part of a local in those months. And then a lot of our work slows down when the concert series is not around. So, Do they provide you with any facial sunscreen when you're out there working in no. the amphitheaters? No, just ring lights <laughs> that are attached to our person. That sh- uh, so there's more face um, burn happening. <laughs> it's a wild thing to do for work, and um, it, it it really is. So you absolutely meet characters. But so much of the old timers um, sentiment from the old timers is just complaining. Which <laughs> you can find that. Anywhere. Was it any different at Delta? Delta ground slavery? 
Yes. You could find old people complaining in all jobs. <laughs> Listener, tag your videos of old people complaining with hashtag Dior, D-Y-O-R. <laughs> Do your own research on what you think makes America great and why you're happy to be a citizen. Uh, Darius Rucker last week. The country... Hootie and the Bluefish. Country, alt, country, rock, soft rock legend. Hell of, hell of a musician, Darius Rucker. Going as Darius Rucker. Interesting. Boy George did not travel as Culture Club. Culture Club was the group Boy George was in with the hits. But when is Boy George? It makes me wonder about, I don't know about some about type it. of... Because Darius Rucker is not performing as Hootie and the Blowfish. Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. But maybe that band is just not going anymore. He's far over that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's he left individual individual those losers behind. And uh, yeah, uh, two days ago, Tuesday, this past uh, Tuesday, Dave Matthews Band, baby. Yeah, this is like my third time doing Dave. I feel like. Maybe second time in the, in the brief DMB, amount maybe. of time that I've been around doing this. Dave, Dave Matthews Band. Um, Similar crowd as Fish? Yeah, totes. Yeah. They're like, I feel like you'd go to both those shows. If, if you're a Dave fan, you're a Fish fan and vice versa. Yeah, it was brought up chatting a bit about it. About a Dave Matthews hard are there Trump supporters in the in the audience? No, is what I was. Not one. I, that's what I said. So we're making a joke about Not it. A or single saying, one. Yeah, Dave Matthews been, you know, it's a legendary, huge Trump. You know, it's just work. I, I like to work out a lot of my <laughs> material on my coworkers. I just fucking diarrhea on them with bad jokes and bits. Is is there Trump support? I'd say yes. Dave Matthews bands are the Trump supporters that don't talk about it. Mm. Yeah. That's a Dave Matthews band fan. A Trump supporter who doesn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> there's, <laughs> there's people that don't run their mouth about politics that you know, because it's dumb. That's understandable. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that like don't admit it. And they're like purposely don't talk about it. And there's of course Trump supporters that won't shut up about it. And you know, there's um, a wide range there. Yeah, but those folks aren't going to Dave Matthews band. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because that's your first instinct. Trump they're going supporter. to go no. see Kenny Chesney. Right. Uh Jason Aldine, which I think is coming up in a week or two. Um and then, of course, yesterday, Fallout Boy. It's another Fallout sad, Boy. Sad anthem. The second time you saw them, they seem nice though. Wait, did the you opener tell me, wasn't Fallout Boy it's something else? Well, we uh, Taking Back Sunday. Um, Taking Back Sunday. What's sad, the difference? Sad Fest, Sad Boy Fest. No, no, but you said what's Fall the Out difference Boy? between Fallout Boy and um, Taking Back Sunday? Those are two different bands. But I also. I also was questioning. <laughs> Isn't that the same band? 
No, this is two different bands. I don't know either. <clears throat> um, Taking Back Sunday. Darlene's, Fallout Boy. Darlene's favorite kind of music. Oh, yeah, she or, likes that? Well, she, I think she, uh, like a lot of people went through a phase of liking that. So, so in the time that we met, I'm going to talk a little bit about myself just as we close out here. I was in the Bahamas for a week, living the good life. Really nice Bahamas. Um, you just feel superior when you're there. You just feel like, you know, I've reached, like what the next stop for me is outer space, is space tourism, right? I, I'm, I'm vacationing with the elites in the Bahamas. Now a hamburger space, space is forty five dollars in the Bahamas. Oh, U.S. Yeah. dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, they know. Well, they know. And, and, and they made it in the Bahamas so that their dollar is the same as our dollar. They they're a Bahamian dollar. They have their own currency, but it's exactly equal one to one with the U.S. dollar. They peg their currency to the U.S. dollar. So what that means is that the people who live there. Yeah, I wish I had one of those right now. <laughs> Still trying to get all my coworkers addicted. Zen gang. I need to get me some. Food grade powder that's absorbed with nicotine. Genius. That's awesome. It's not even tobacco? No. It's just powder packets. So it's just oh, that's... it's just it's 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 stuff that they say can go in your mouth. Does it and it's does a... it make you feel like you want to pass out and throw up at the same time? And that's hard. that's dip. That's just that's just like the first one or two times, and then the body is <laughs> immediately acclimated, and then you just feel like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just get all my coworkers going up on it, just constantly like into a. It's comical. Like I'm just trying to say, hey, Wait, you're 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 in you Atlanta. Sure? People don't dip in Atlanta. They do, they do. But I'm just I'm still. There is a good cross-section of people I work with that are country, that you would call country. But it's just, it's a big enough city where, like, you're not country enough. you like, it's just not country because you can't afford country. Not everyone can. It costs money to own land in, in bigger cities, of course. So, like, people, right. maybe, like, a gener- they're like a generation or two out from being country. Or yeah, just not far. They're close. They're country adjacent. <laughs> so they don't want to be held down to the same stereotypes. I see. Right? I see. It's that uppity, that uppity country. So a guy told me, he goes, Man, I could have sworn you'd be a racist just by the way you look. <laughs> Did you meet your wife? <laughs> no. No, no, this is it. It's like I don't I'm not gonna like just saying Saying that is weird. It's not a thing. I, like, you know, telling people, oh, I have a wife, you know, and she doesn't look like me, but like, <laughs> and she doesn't look like my sister, if you know what I mean. But no, like, people to say that, it's just, it's more of a, um, uh, a tell on the, this guy uh, who is an amazing, amazing character. Um, uh, this, of course, 
our worst episode. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm the victim here. Sure, this episode will suck dick, but I, you know what? You just listener, you're just going to have to be okay with it. Ryan, we just we couldn't even tell. Couldn't even tell that you were in a bad mood. Hey, talking to you always cheers me up, though. So I'll rest easy on this one. I was only in the Bahamas. I did a trip, a, a two day trip down to Miami for a couple of days. Just took the car down. Then we went up to Kissimmee last weekend. Oh, so you like flew out of uh, Miami to the Bahamas? You're saying? <laughs> yeah. Or, well, or... no, to the Bahamas we flew. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you flew. Yeah. Yeah. But then a week or so after that, I did a couple of days in Miami um, nice. at the Fountain at the Fontainebleau. The Fontainebleau. Okay. Bleu. That sounds very uh, nice. Paid paid by the company. That was nice. Um, Excellent. Not as common in the union. No, not as common in the union. But um, I, I convinced them it was worth it. Then after that, last weekend, we went up to Kissimmee. Drove up there's about two hours to the west ridge westville i can't remember what it's called some ranch westgate westgate ranch so it's an rv park like a really nice rv park right but it was my daughter's birthday so we wanted to go up there and we they you rent a, a tent like a really nice tent with a bathroom in it basically and they give you a golf cart and just ride around the property for for two days you know uh drink beer where go was to the this? rodeo in kissimmee Kissimmee. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, so not that too was far. really fun. Not too far from you. Two hour drive. Yeah. It's very country up there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It is. Inland Florida, folks. Usually you don't want to be Inland there. Inland Florida. Usually you don't want to be there, but you're saying this was a. Uh, this was very pleasant. This was a five star getaway. Glamping is what they call it. Now, my wife, she's not going to actually handle camping which is what I know how to do. Where you set up a tent, you put a sleeping bag in it. It's not for her. But if there's air conditioning in a bathroom and a bed, then she'll do it. The tent has air conditioning? Yes. Okay. That's a must. It's, well, what do you get? You're going to be in July in Florida in a tent without right. air conditioning? Yes. What are you, a Seminole Indian? Wait, how can you handle that? What what are you born in 1852? <laughs> they they wouldn't even do that. I'm not built that way. I cannot survive. Who's gonna you know how hot it is? The heat index in Kissimmee in July? It's over 102 degrees. I have six fans on me right now. But people do camp there. They also bring their RV. The RV is a great concept. In my in my opinion the rv i mean there's Hell there's yeah, some really dude. beautiful rvs yeah. that people had they pull them up they have these decks that are already like that have patios on they pull up to this big deck they also they also have uh, lots on like a, a river like a creek almost we could pull up your uh um maybe you got a jet ski attached to your rv you know you bring your rv in you get get out your jet ski you got the 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 lakes of Kissimmee, Florida that you can ride around in. I'm ready for the day you get your RV, 
we do a guy's trip. Ooh. You, me. Amen. You pick me up on the way up to Chicago. Front row tickets. <laughs> Taylor fucking Swift. <laughs> and we get to the bottom of this satanic operation. Whatever's happening. I would love. Whatever's happening to. here to the youth of this country. At the evil hands, at the evil grip of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Closing out the episode, I'd like to um, address um, the show's solidarity with all striking writers and actors and workers all, all around the world, uh, specifically uh, SAG-AFTA-related um, and the WGA. I don't know what's really going on. I don't know if this show is at all influenced by the properties in question. Ryan, we got to make a living. We got to make a living. I don't understand how any of that works. Um, so we're not responsible for doing anything wrong. And we're on the opposite side as we are on all topics from the correct side. The, the garbage right juice side. The right side of history. Skewed right. <laughs> As incorrect. <laughs> uh, uh, wrapping up notes? Uh, yeah. Uh, from uh, our headquarters in South Florida? So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about tour dates. I'll be on the road going up to... Uh, <laughs> got a show in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Atlanta, Georgia. Going to come up see Ryan. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Memphis, Nashville, Louisville. Doing a whole Southern comedy tour. Me and Ryan. So get your tickets now through Live Nation. Um, Starting now. <laughs> Yeah, that service fee. Sorry about that. Nothing we can do. Um, pull up, pull up, uh, Spotify, and play the I've play the play the song. Uh, uh, fuck all you haters. Fuck all you haters. Um, Is it little little TJ? Ain't nobody gonna tell us how to how to live. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Kid Rock and Monster Truck. You know that's that guy's name in that Kid Rock song, Monster Truck? I don't know what you're talking about. Kid Rock. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. You know that's what you wanna Yeah. Nobody gonna tell me how to live. Don't tell me how to live. Oh, I've never heard this. No, it was it was our theme for season one. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, who's, fuck all you hoes, Detroit uh, to like die, motherfucker. Play it, bam. Okay, play it to share. So we have we both have the audio. Nobody gonna tell me how okay, to start it over. All you haters, Detroit, Florida, Georgia, till we die, motherfucker. <laughs> Talking all that bullshit. 
Ain't nobody gonna tell us how to pod. We some big blunt tokers. Straight talking on broadcast. Far from your average podcast. We're more than like the quirkiest. Like boys in the biz. We straight say to getting ribs. But make no mistake, Juice Boys is the shiz. Recording without a cause. You heard us screaming. And two years later, bitch, we still fucking mean it. Fuck a book, you ain't never met a motherfucker like this. It's just trash. Then you can slurp the juice sideways. All the way to the highway. Listen up. Ain't nothing changed here. Still don't give a fuck. So what the fuck's up with all the backflash? Snowflake, here's the news flash. Ain't nobody gonna tell us how to pod. Woo! That's all I got. Wow. Thank you. That was marvelous. Folks, you you can get that on our Spotify page. <laughs> Artists, iTunes podcast, I, I, Apple iTunes, uh, and to, to, what was the one that, that Amazon Tanya Records? <laughs> Total, tonal, tonal, Zoom. Didn't Jay Z have a? Wasn't that Microsoft's MP3 player? Zoom. Get that on your Zoom at the Zooms, the Microsoft Zoom store. iTunes, Spotify. From the uh, Atlanta-based headquarters of Garbage Juice Podcast International, I'd like to wish all of our listeners a happy and healthy August, as this show might not come out till then. <laughs> also, uh, we are the aliens that were discovered. That's us. Juice Boys. End scene. End scene. Bye-bye. That was pretty good, I gotta say. For being the worst episode you've ever done, it's pretty good. The joy of cruising in one of the finest yachts afloat today, the Cape Dory Custom 40. A yacht that can take you anywhere in the world you please in the style and comfort you've come to deserve. A yacht that turns heads in every harbor and creates envy in the eyes of fellow yachtsmen.